0: Cyber Weekly. Cyber Weekly is a podcast which talks about cybersecurity and all matters related to cyber. I am glad you made it. Josephine, how is your morning?
1: Uh, it's good, thank you, Doe. How are you doing?
0: I'm okay. Um, today, we have twisted the thing slightly, so you'll be the one interviewing me.
1: I'm looking forward. <laughs> i have been on the <laughs> other side, so now today, yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: I'm feeling sorry for myself already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, so Dale, um today we're going to look at uh the attack on African countries by Iranian threat threat groups. Um and you know the recently we had um there's some the reference we have for today is, um, for the source of the attack is Muddy Waters. I think we will share the, the links to the articles, um, uh, as well as you know, a technical deep dive. All the links that are related to that are fine. So in brief, uh, Dale, can you tell us about the recent attack by Muddy water on uh, African countries?
0: So first of all, thank you for that production. Um, when it comes to muddy water and uh, African countries, uh, first of all, the attack is entirely based on uh, uh, Egypt. Uh, Egypt was one of the countries they attacked. And how did they attack them? They used different techniques. To handle such an attack that they found that clearly they were able to, you know, access those networks and semantic documented it clearly about how the attack occurred and the, the all that information concerning the attack was well documented. Um how did it occur? And, Perhaps they, before
1: you before you go into the detail, just give us. I, I should have asked this first. Just tell us a little bit more about uh, this group, Muddy Water.
0: So, Muddy Water is an Iranian group which is associated to the Ministry of uh, Intelligence in Iran, and this this group has dealt with so many attacks, especially in the Middle East the point that uh, it's now tracked by MITRE, MITRE attack framework, which is basically documents all the attacks, the vectors and all that. So it's a very important tool. We will include it also in the show notes. So this attack group is associated with multiple names, which is um, one of them being seedworm. And the definitely the muddy water. And in its grouping on MITRE, it's uh, the number is G0069. So that's how they keep track of it. Uh, so I guess that's it for information concerning my uh, muddy water.
1: Okay. So you're going to provide more detail on on this uh, latest attack.
0: So details on the latest attack, basically what happened was, uh, this, group was using different uh, techniques which were first of all they attack you then they make sure that they are able to access your system over and over again so meaning that even if you shut down your machine they'll still be able to access that machine of yours constantly to keep on maintaining their access to your network. But according to the reports, it seems like they didn't really much affect the, like there was no visible claims that information was taken. But, you know, with hacks, you, a good example would be like the one for last pass. So when they hacked that password vault, initially, people were like, ah, nothing much. Then after a few months, something happened here yeah, that this amount of, amount of information was leaked. Then later on, you see something else like that. So yeah. this is not going to be any different to some point because as you continue, as the story unfolds, you start to find out more information about the particular incident and how uh, information has from
1: yeah so so what what tools i know you said that they attack and they uh, sit on your system for a while but how do they actually penetrate how do they get into your systems what what are they using
0: That's a wonderful question now for for this muddy waters they actually are using a new tool which uh semantic found out which was muddy c to go but as they tracked it, they actually found that it has actually been there for, since 2020. And this incident happened in November of this year, which is 2023. So, mydc 2 go is a PowerShell tool. Uh, as you know, PowerShell is one of those Windows uh, tools, which is already available in the operating system. Which is used by anyone who uses Windows, whether directly on indirectly, PowerShell is used on uh, Windows machines. So, it is PowerShell itself cannot. Uh, it's always there on Windows. So, it for you to use Windows is actually <laughs> you actually need to have um, uh, PowerShell. So. So they leverage this thing which you can't remove from your machine. So that's how they're able to come up with this. So this, this is the first initial vector which they used for the attack. Then they followed by using uh, Simple Help. Simple Help is uh, basically a tool which allows someone to remotely access a computer and can maybe More of like a remote desktop, which is for remotely connecting to another machine. So, Simple Help does the same thing. And the fun fact about it again is it maintains access, meaning that even if you shut down your machine, it will still be available. And meaning that you will be able to still come back to that very spot. So, even if they attack you, I mean, even if you switch off your machine, they'll still be able to maintain their access on your machine. So that's where the simple help came. in. Then they followed by using a tool called uh, Venom Proxy. Now with Venom Proxy, it's uh, it allows. You no, know, with networks there is the external network, then there is the intranet. Now the intranet is what is what the organization uses privately and it's not accessible anyhow. So with Venom Proxy, it allows you to be able to access that organization's information, that on which is internal, which means that he can easily move from one machine to the other because most of the times there's protection from nicer the firewall that, please, if someone is from the external network, he's not able to perform some particular action. Now, the Venom proxy just changes the whole dynamics, meaning that someone is able to actually access you rushing from the outside. Yes, I guess that's
1: it. Yeah, but what is concerning then is uh, for for listeners is, it it looks as if there's nothing that can stop this from happening, but perhaps can you explain, are are these tools exploiting existing vulnerabilities or is it something that uh, uh, that you have to do on, on this side to enable these, that, that that compromises your systems to enable these tools to attack you or th- just to understand what they're, how they're able to exploit this, you know, like a PowerShell or, or what have you to to enable to, to enter your system?
0: Well, this may be more of an act of uh, social engineering because definitely there's no way of them just obviously just going to your network and such remotely accessing it so they've already done their traversals and they've already gone through your network or they got someone who is vulnerable and they use the person's credentials and with that remember this is all happening and you don't know about it so the person goes into your network and now starts doing this stuff. So that's where these tools now come. In. But it's usually social engineering, which is the first where they are able to access your network.
1: Okay, all right, that's that's understood. Okay, so um, you said this is a Iranian based. These are Iranian threat actors, right? Uh, which industry are they targeting in and this attack?
0: Well, um, they've found that the biggest backbone, especially when it comes to many countries, is uh, the telecommunication companies. So their major target has been, has always been uh, telecommunication companies. Especially if you go deep down into like the way Mike has explained it, you find that their major area of attack is uh, the telecommunication companies. So telecommunication companies should actually be aware of them and take necessary precautions to stop them from these kinds of attacks.
1: Yeah, So in the opening, we talked about the uh, attack on African countries, Uh, but perhaps you can tell us which countries have been affected so far. And I know you did mention also that they were targeted in the Middle East countries as well. You you mentioned uh, Egypt, I think. But can you tell us what uh, other
0: countries are being
1: been affected so far?
0: Well, the, so the countries which have affected in, in Africa, basically is uh, is uh, Egypt, uh, Tanzania, and uh, South Sudan. Those are the areas that have affected the most. and uh, And clearly, this has been a, an issue which, which needs to be addressed because we are not sure what is going to happen next. And uh, the fact that the report is so recent, we, we need to, to take the necessary precautions. Though, since it's not a new group, because if you read about them, it's there, they've been there since you now. Um, they speculate that it's, perhaps in 2017 when they came up so they have been running the games in the middle east and causing a lot of hub of that side so when you even read the reports you find that this in this attack on um, these African countries have been documented as one of the first to happen yes.
1: Okay. And uh, presumably, it's still very much, um, you said the telcos, right? The the, the telcos. Much. So even within these countries that you've mentioned, this is still uh, telcos? Yeah, it's
0: still telcos, mostly.
1: Okay. okay. And ha- has there been uh, data on what, what the, the loss has been to these telcos when the attacks happened?
0: Well, them, they are more of like uh, these Chinese threat actors. So one thing about them is they they are major aims for spy. So when they get this information, they use it for leveraging that to advance their needs, since it's also a, a government threat act. so, Yeah, specifically their major area of concern is basically spying on people and countries. And the best way of spying is through the telcos, which have a cluster of information concerning Mm -hmm. peoples of the country. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. And I think, so just to confirm then, you said uh, this is probably the attacks have been bit most social engineering is there anything else that uh we should know about this about these attacks and what kind of what else are they uh what what other types of, 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 of attacks are they? It, it's just social engineering
0: the using of these tools to you know leverage uh, because and there's also this option of actually using tracking your web access and all that but still if you you're tracking someone's web logs and all that their performance of their what is happening on their network who is accessing what all that information there's no way you're going to tell me you're going to access that without actually you know knowing the people inside that organization yeah trying to you know send a message to one of the people and then clicks on a link or something like that then they're able to access the information inside there. Yeah. But that I still I still think is like the most effective method. Okay.
1: So
0: yeah. email. So
1: email. Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. So yeah, if
0: if they get to know such information about your network, they will definitely now try to, you know. up with a plan for you. So Mm -hmm. then they will start to now like be like, okay, this is a potential vulnerability. So we could actually exploit that. So that's when now you start pulling out the tools. Okay. There's this new one now like in this circumstance, MADC to go, which is a new one. So you find they will now start you know using search to ensure that they're able to access your network. But before they had to do the necessary reconnaissance in hacking, that's what they usually call it, reconnaissance. So you first do recon, then you now start coming up with these other solutions to actually hack someone.
1: Okay. So we, we know that uh, you said earlier that this, this, is, uh, this, uh, this group is the government type Group, um, you correct me if I'm saying this wrong, but you said it's a third group that is more government-based, um, and what what is the motive of this of this group? I know we have a lot of, lot going on in the Middle East with the uh, current war of, between the Hamas and Israel. But uh is there any links to something like that, or well, what would you, would be would we say is the motivation really primarily behind this attack?
0: Well, uh, you notice uh, Egypt and um, Hamas are not far apart in terms of geographical location. So there is a lot of Egypt inside Hamas, if I might say. You find that they are support they are supporting the Hamas people. So these people are it's kind of speculative, to be honest, when it comes to that, because they're like, you know what, these people have are being attacked because of the war which is ongoing and because they're supporting one side and yes, it's more speculative. So we have already really come up with the conclusion of whether it's actually true or false, but Mm -hmm. there are links to that war that people are like, you know, that this is potential, potentially the reason why this attack is actually happening is because these people are actually linked to the, the war which is ongoing in against Israel and Palestine.
1: the the countries that have been targeted that you mentioned earlier, you said Tanzania, uh, South Sudan, uh, okay, Egypt, you've uh, talked about, but these two, how how would they? What would be the motivation behind these two countries? Do you think?
0: I think it's still in line with that. Perhaps the support. But now the, the big question would be is, is is are the rest safe? Because if they have tested the waters of one country and they are vulnerable and the others, they've had a spec, three specimens and they are effective now, what, what will happen to the rest of us? So that's the biggest question. So. I think we have to now think of gearing up to make sure that when such a situation occurs, we are able to, you know, ensure that our networks are safe. We are constantly ensuring that everything is working at par and uh, everyone is ensuring that when they see something like this, because now, in one of the show notes, I, I I placed the the indicators of compromise. You find the specific things you look out for, like maybe in the in the IP addresses which are connecting to you in the the net uh, the network. To find out whether actually this attack is actually happening. So there's a lot to to really look at to ensure that you know. We keep ourselves safe. And since we know that they're in telcos, I don't think we should also be so compatible that you know, they are targeting telcos only. Remember in African setting, we are dealing with telcos, which are also connected to our banks, connected to many of the tra- financial transactions nowadays happen in telcos, especially in Africa. So we have to, to you know, take this seriously because Immediately, someone, because now you find people with banking apps on their, their phones, which is a, a normal thing. So now if someone compromises the telcos, just imagine the amount of money which would be lost or how the economy will be affected by that. And yes, it, it really gives you a, a serious reason to actually take them serious because if you look at the the footprint of telcos it's really big because now with mobile money meaning that someone in the village is able to access mobile payments so and that is the account people have instead of going to banks to pay to accounts, that is the way and if you, if you remember when we were talking about it in uh, the Spa event, you found that people are going to do more of that ongoing in the future. So yeah, you know, so you find that that is really key. Secondly, again, when it comes to telcos, remember most of them are also as internet service providers. So, if the fact that they're working as an internet service provider, meaning that they also there's a bit of tracking of, you know, your what you're doing on there, on the network. Though definitely they are not liable to, you know, check your information or tell you what you're doing, but definitely there's a little bit of tracking ongoing. So, yes, meaning that if... Now, if they attack on a telco, they attack a telco, it will compromise your information which you're actually performing on that network. So it will be a very good one for a man in the attack where someone is able to place themselves in the middle and actually get information of what you're actually doing in the network. So, that that's really a key thing for everyone to think about when it comes to this type of attack.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, it's really even the the motive is not is not clear whether it's aligned to support of the war or not. So yeah, I, I think we, are as you said, it's just because you you're not um, a telco or whatever. I think we're always going to be. Uh, vulnerable to any type of attack, so this is um, this is just one of them, and whatever their motive is, I think I don't think we can rule out being attacked by this. So I, I, as you said, it's it's really important that it's uh, uh, th- that we still continue to protect ourselves and not say, oh, I won't be affected just because. And I and I guess as you said, it's also a recent attack, so we don't know enough about what 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 it's about, and I'm sure. Uh, there's more information will 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 un will come come to the um will be unveiled once you know more about it. So I, I guess it's hard. I mean, I was I really was thinking hard about the the motivation and then the war. It just doesn't seem to make sense. Um, how whether if it's a Iranian, then it's you know I thought the Iranians were aligned to to Hamas and all that. But anyway i don't want to get into the politics cuz it sounds complicated but ultimately we just need to be sure that we are we are we are we're, we're covering ourselves covering all our bases irrespective of our industry irrespective of how we are aligned um okay so um, i think we you said you know uh the team uh behind uh, the team at Symantec, Sem- they're the ones who first discovered this i think you said yeah um yes. And they were tracking this attack. Uh, I think we asked I asked this before. has there been any evidence of of a compromise of of what's been taken? has data been leaked, or is there any anything that that is tangible that we know has been the impact of these of of this of this recent attack?
0: Not as of yet, because uh, if you read the reports, they're saying that there's no you know, there's no potential attack which has actually caused the problem. But again, if you look at the the, the other report which Symantec made, they gave clear guidelines of what to check for. So there's definitely a little bit of, you know, when, when an attack is still new, is they don't disclose a lot of information about it so much that it causes issues so i guess we are still in that phase where there's not a lot of information another thing is that even the telco which was affected a lot in egypt they have not disclosed their names or so much information about what is happening you know, because you know May affect business and all that. So, yeah, we are still in that <laughs> that situation where something has happened, but uh, there is still more development to the story. So we need to to tread lightly when it comes to this. But according to Semantic, they they, they still see that there is still an issue, and uh, they are still diving into trying to figure out what was really collected out of that the attack because according to them they there's definitely the attack happened but to what extent and what information was gathered during this attack that is yet to be determined
1: okay um so so this is um this is um something that you have you picked up on uh and you you wanted to discuss this. Uh can I understand perhaps why you wanted to, to discuss this subject? Well what made you uh pick this? What what stood out for you in this?
0: Well with this story, it's it's it hits home to be honest, because uh-huh. Um, from our parents to our younger ones, you find that everyone is used telcos in different ways and different they use it for different solutions so when when i I saw this story i I felt like it's one of those key things which should not be really brushed off as of yet because we don't know the extent of this potential breach, So, and the fact that it is still new, it's it's a good thing you have already got to know it, because most of the times it usually takes longer for, for information like this to be published. The fact that we now know about it, we now have to now work towards solving the issue. That's, the reason why I chose it as a topic because I felt the more people know about it, the more solution will be formed. Because with these threat actors, they they also have collaboration, so you never know how how much they will, they will affect us in the near future. So if you also don't work. To also fight them back, it may become a problem for us. The problem is most of the times when there's an issue, people always keep quiet about it. And it happens a lot, even homes, find that people will be silently struggling. But it's it's important for us to, you know, communicate, uh, be like, you know what? there's this and this type of attack which has actually occurred and this is what I experienced this is how they did it and for you to stop it make sure you you know implement these guardrails to ensure that we are not affected and that's where communities come in so setting up a community where we're able to discuss such things and in a safe space where we don't feel like, you know, to be an issue in terms of competitive advantage. Now we are looking at it in a point of view that we are trying to fight a bigger enemy and with a bigger enemy, you need all the resources, you you have locked and ready for such an attack. So that is one of the reasons why I chose it as a topic.
1: Yeah. I mean definitely a collaborative approach is, is is helps us all. Um and presumably that the semantic products are the ones that are able to detect uh, this um this attack. Uh is that is that is that is that the case? Are there other products which have also started being able to do this?
0: Also, Cisco has uh, made uh, proper documentation about uh, this attack. So, yeah, if you look at the Talos Intelligence, which is uh, one of the Cisco products, right, they have given some detailed information about this particular threat actor. And, and, yeah, remember, it's not a new threat actor. So people at least know what they do how they behave and that really helps with uh, stopping such an attack. Entire...
1: okay um as we wind up anything else that you want to to speak uh to us about relating to this
0: well um stay on guard uh, ensure that you go through the technical notes which i have shared in the show notes where if you want to go into a deep dive into you know ensuring that your organization is safe then yes keep keep following this story because i believe this is just the beginning of the story and we don't know how far it is going to mature so it is not uh, this these flashy should i say stories which is just supposed to scare you it's 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 a reality, and we need to, you know, take it seriously.
1: Okay. Well, thank you very much. That was all the questions I had. Uh, Thank you.